Hey guys, it's uh, you, you watch the show, the show Suits. You know how the, the plot is basically the same, and then it ends the same way every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the Cowboys from 1996 until 2024. What are we doing? All right, 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 all right. I never listen. I'm gonna listen. I wanna listen to the Words of wisdom from Akash Singh yesterday. Indeed. During our YouTube stream of Cowboys Packers. Which did not go so well for those wishing the Dallas Cowboys would win or compete <laughs> or show up. Yeah, or just give us. Is that you? Yep. Okay. Are you listening to NHL podcasts? Again? <laughs> Is that how you've, you've already moved on? Yeah, no, I'm on to the Stanley yeah, just- Cup. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm in pain. It's Monday, the day after the Cowboys lose. My heart hurts. In the playoffs. An important date, Monday, January 15th, 2024. Some of the, what would you call them, shackles, restrictions, uh, weights have been lifted off of your friends here. I thought you were going to say Martin Luther King Day. I'm uh, focusing on us right now. Okay. Like we're allowed to do some things that we we weren't doing before, and now, but uh, there's still some little road bumps for the next couple of weeks, but then. Perhaps we'll be on the uh, the open highway. But also, happy birthday to Martin Luther King, <laughs> the King Jr. Yes, that's why we chose this day. Jeez. To have certain restrictions lifted. It wasn't because our official last day with our previous employer was July 14th. It has nothing to do with the fact that today is then six months later. It's all because of Martin Luther King Jr., the king. Guy love puss. Oh. <laughs> hey, just let him have his day. All right. What's wrong with that on your day? <laughs> Nothing. This. Uh, think about it. It's his birthday. It's his birthday. There's yeah. very good possibility that... <clears throat> on most of his birthdays, he was enjoying some... <laughs> there was something going on there. Yeah, some quality... Maybe more than one. Yeah. That is like... Do you remember the first time you ever heard about that? About what? That like the CIA or the FBI or whatever was spying on MLK. And that like their whole thing was, this guy loves the ladies. It's like, oh. This guy. That's what you have on him? Yeah. He cheats on his wife? Okay. Yeah. Tell me there's more. Tell me that you have something else. Anyway, we did learn yesterday that Doing streams are fun. It can be. I know you might have been going through, uh, really loving the people who have put together Jake memes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the we are, we're all Jake. The yeah. 
the montage of photos. Yeah. You've got your head in your hand. You've got your th- headphones being thrown to the floor. You're, you weren't really under the – you weren't professional broadcaster. You were uh, You were a fan. You were more a fan. It's playoffs, baby. That that's sucked. my favorite part. That's very that's genuine Jake. That's not an act that he's not playing anything up. That is that's Jake in his purest form. And Blake knows that because Blake's watched a number of games with me both live and uh on television where there was no stream. Nothing of the no. sort. And he knows And in fact, that- it was just a regular season basketball game. <laughs> <laughs> One of 82. <laughs> Fair. So as you move around, we're going to hear Oh, is that what it is? What I a think. beating. Can you not hear that, Blake? Because we're having some weird technical difficulties um, here today. I could there, but oh, not, you could? not before the show. It's unplugged. It's not me. Well, Jake just threw – yeah, now he threw that cord like he threw his headset last night. We got a lot of problems here in the den. It's a very, very cold day. What are we looking at right now? I'm hearing something now. I'm not. Uh, we're we looking at like 15-ish. Yeah. Currently, current temp. Yeah. Not a lot of precip, but there was a dusting of precip and probably just enough to make the roads a little bit uh, dangerous. You drove over here, though. I did. Because you only live 10 minutes away. And I don't think this is letting up for the next 24 hours. Like they're saying tonight's going to be really bad too. Just the incredible cold, or, or is there going to be something dropped um, on? I think upon we us? might have a little bit more precip tonight, Blake. What do you see about that? I thought it was over. Which okay, yeah, you're right. It's over on precip. Okay. My but, wife but tonight. It will get down to fifteen. Okay. Well, we're going to do a fire. Is that going to help you? <laughs> we did a fire. Yeah, we got a fire going right now. Uh, look at him scoreboarding us all. Yeah, last night like, sucked. Yesterday sucked. That how was, was the roads, though? Uh, not too bad. Okay. Not too bad. Just Blake is in Wiley. We are not. Yeah. And it's... Uh, I took We're Brooks outside technical- this morning, and it's like real snow. Like, it's not this ice-sleep mix. I mean, it's pure it's fluffy. snow. Could yeah. you make a snowman? <laughs> we were throwing some snowballs, but... I don't know if there's enough to make a snowman. Okay, it looks a little powdery. To I didn't know that it would stick, but again, I don't have. Yes, back in the day, I would have been outside in that, right there in it, with the girls, making a snowman. Because you 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 got to strike while the iron's cold, when it's like this for sure. <laughs> because you you won't get many. Yeah, you might not get another snow at all. You might get a bunch. You might be snowed in. How's the grid, or will we address that in today's news? We will address that and irk it, but uh, so far they are calling for conservation, but it does not look like we are going to be powerless thus far. Uh, would like to thank everybody for doing the stream, all those who uh, came out here, and sure. I just lost the list of people who were here, but they were all great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great. I well, <laughs> the company was good. Yeah, just all Agreed. the people Agreed. are great. Uh, just a lot of different ideas. I, I'm I'm very excited to think about 
the future with our with our situation. Let's just separate ourselves from the Cowboys if we can. But I feel like we hit upon something. That's a lot of fun. I think we're we can in a do better that. place than the Dallas Cowboys right now. We at least have hope. <laughs> they yeah. have. I don't know what what we're going to do because it seemed like we had everything perfect, and now we we clearly don't. But we have we, we like nothing about us has seemed like it's been perfect. So now we 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 have only room to improve. Like we're not close to being an MVP, but we have uh, visions of possibly being that someday. But I just thought, you know, do we do a stream with like a a regular stream team every week? Because I kind of think if we did, we might just have to lock up Caitlin to a long term deal. Yeah, Caitlin's in the mix for sure. But uh, just the whole, thing, the whole thing. The whole thing. I kind of like viewing. Big fan of hers. I kind of like if we have a studio of our own, which is our, it's on our uh, wish list. It's on our uh, New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I suppose. But I think you have said this in the past. I think this the Cowboy Game Stream is is great here. I think this is the home for it. It's yes, a good feel. I agree. And the reason I like having Caitlin here is because I think she's the only other person who is as affected as I am. Yeah. Which is highly. Yeah. Affected. You know. Yeah. No. It's uh. It's very fun. I love that everyone gets to watch my misery and thinks that's super funny. Wait, did you Uber home? No, I ended up not. I didn't even, I only had like two beers and one drink over four and a half hours. So no, it was all good. You didn't look like you were in shape to drive, but maybe it was just your, the inner demeanor. Kind of just a sad, slow drive home. Take the side roads. Drive home in silence. Oh, no. There's no doubt. Silence. Yeah. You didn't get Jameson to send you a sad piano bed? <laughs> I probably should have. Oh, it sucked, man. It sucked. I uh, literally walked right to my bed and just put the covers over myself. <laughs> and then got up and wrote a column this morning. Okay, what time do you get up? 4.30. So you didn't go home and watch any football? Watch it this morning. Yeah. I, I didn't, didn't want to watch any more football. Yeah. I just was, uh, you know. Like when you were, when we were wrapping up, when everybody else had left and it was just you and me and Blake in the kitchen, and I thought you were waiting for an Uber at that time because you were kind of just standing there, solemn, mm-hmm. just looking at your shoes. Just our talk then. It was just stunned disbelief. Just of all the... It's uh, the analogy, I suppose, with the Mavs last year. When they made the Kyrie trade at the deadline, there were a lot of different possibilities that we thought could you know, come out of that, that one little moment. I don't think we even had in the mix at all missing the playoffs totally. I missed the play-in. Miss the play-in, yeah. Miss <laughs> yeah. every, like, it was just either, you know, who, who knows. But, I mean, they're a playoff team, at least. And then they don't even make it at all. Like, that was, at least you kind of got to see that play out over a, a period of time when it became a little more obvious. So maybe the, the, the feeling wasn't like this because it just slapped you in the face when 
you're in the second quarter and you're saying, wait, of all of the, there were many scenarios you had come up with. A Green Bay blowout was not one of them. No, it was far beyond the bell curve. What, like a two to three percent chance? If you had put, you know, all the uh, possible outcomes in a bucket, I believe uh, Green Bay being up at one point twenty-seven nothing would have been a two to three percent chance. Completely illogical. It just didn't. Nothing really added up. Even when you know, and a lot of people were saying, "Hey, look at Jordan Love. You know, his last whatever six to eight games yeah. have been very similar to Dak's stats." And but I don't know. I I. I guess I didn't see a lot of Jordan Love in the second half of the season, but I did in the first half as I'm watching my uh, fantasy team, Blake, so I'm trying to mm-hmm. kind of follow and see how he's looking, and, and nothing about him, I don't know. And, man, in that game, he seemed like the veteran who was on a $40 million a year contract and just making, you know, nice plays and good decisions and – yep. So Dak is Dak is looking like the guy in a first year of a starting job where it's a third and five and you're in field goal range and he takes a sack. Like the, you know, kind of like we said, the one thing that couldn't happen yesterday did. That's the one thing that can't happen on those plays. And sometimes you would say, ah, but – Look how Steele got run over. Or look how so-and-so did. There was no getting out of that sack. Well, I'm talking about Dak rolling right out of the pocket, pump faking, looking downfield, seeing the guy in front of him, and then taking the sack. Yep. That's kind of inexcusable. Well, especially because when the when we saw the uh, alternate angle of behind the plate, all of his receivers were to the left. Like There was nothing he could have done there. Yeah, and then they took a delay a game, which was obviously intentional, and punted the ball away. That's just it's inexcus- it's inexcusable. But I thought there were I thought the I guess here's the main thing. I don't think anything went well yesterday from offense, defense, coaching. Like how many times did they throw the ball on first down? It's incomplete. Now we're gonna run it on second down. Now we're going to set ourselves up for third and six. If and you're lucky, third and six. So, yeah. yeah, if you're lucky, third third and eight. And they've done this so many times over the last uh, handful of years where they just put Dak in that situation. And not to alibi for him at all, but it just the play calling, the, the sequencing of the play calling I thought was gross. Um, I thought the composition of their defense got exposed, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago. They're small. They're small. So if a team actually decides and has a good scheme to just run the piss out of the ball, they can. But this didn't feel like Buffalo, where Buffalo, what, only threw 10 passes and they just really just dominated them down the field. They just married their run and their play action so well that I don't don't think the Cowboys really ever knew what was coming. I mean, I would agree with you, but they also on that opening drive, whatever it was, like a an eight minute drive yeah, to open minute. the game, they were running the ball pretty effectively and at will. And there yeah, was not a whole I lot just, Dallas's defense could do about it. 
No, and I mean, that's what you want, right? It is run and play action to marry off of each other. But it just, there was never a third and long where, okay, here's where the Cowboys pin their ears back. No. We're here, we got them in second and long. It was They were just always ahead of the chains. Yeah, and I think they were ahead of the chains because they can, Dallas can be run on. Yeah. What do you think is the mental aspect when Green Bay in Dallas wins the toss and elects to receive? And then has that drive where they march march right down the field, like it. Yeah, it's disrespect. That's for sure. Because the fact that they elect to receive. Yeah. And I know that's a thing the Cowboys are sporadic on. They might do that occasionally too, and they'll do that to try to set the tone and kind of show, look, you're going to have to stop us today. But yeah. then when they do that to your team at home. And it's like, whoa, wait, that's that can't happen. That's that's not how this works. Yeah, you have the vaunted defense, and this team's like, I'd like to take it to you right now and see what you could do about this. Yeah, in theory, that's – yeah, you have the – in fact, for a while we were saying this team is – that's their identity, is their defense, and they're going to be as good as their defense, and I guess they were. McCarthy said that. Yeah, very he early actually, in the year. He actually morphed into that. Yeah. And then LaFleur's like, let's see it. But then their offense, you know, were world beaters as well. They were great this year. Got rid of that Kellen Moore. We know how he always folds in the playoffs. And Couple then your offense pros. your offense is down twenty seven to nothing. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, all pros, pro bowlers. And that's the thing that overall, I guess, I don't know. Well, I think they were deserving of the All-Pros. I mean, yeah, CD, but they you, had wonderful years. Don't you just have this feeling about the Cowboys that they sit around basking in the glory of all their recent accolades? They're concerned with which media members are not giving the proper amount of respect to which teammates... They're wanting to make sure that you know that I'm the best in the game. That's the way I view it now, and that's uh, that's get paid. They want you to know we're about to get paid. I'm going to get paid. He got paid. He's going to get paid again. <laughs> Can't wait to uh, to get paid, and uh, because we've done everything that we need to do. Uh, sure, they want to win in the playoffs, but is that their main focus? They're they're building their brand. You know, everybody's got their brand. Everybody's got their social following. Everybody's you know making sure that uh, make sure that you you shout out those all those haters all the time. Make sure you're very well aware of what Screaming A Smith is saying <laughs> every day. Make sure you 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 know whoever the they all live on you know all these talking head shows live on Dallas Cowboy talk. Oh. Or yeah, I'm, I'm sure going to a- I'm going to rank Dak fourteenth of all quarterbacks and then that, that's one thing that you want to get the fan base riled up. Does the team need to be paying attention to that all the time? And that's what this team does. They do. And then they've answered their critics. They've answered them throughout the season. See? C D Lamb, all pro wide receiver. Yeah, and you know, there's something poetic about the fact that 
these three years have ended at the hands of the 49ers and the Packers. Because those just feel like very, you know, as far as the NFC goes, just the come-to-work blue-collar-y teams that just show up and punch you in the mouth. Even though the 49ers have a lot of big-name, high-priced talent. Sure, but I mean, think about it. Like, one of the first things people say about, like, Debo Samuel is that guy will block. And I'm not saying CD doesn't. But I'm just saying, like, they're known as, like, a physical, we-just-come-to-work type team. The Packers are the effing Packers, you know? So the fact that those are the two teams that they've uh, that they've lost to over the past few years and really been bullied in all three games um, feels feels like it says a lot. So how do you convince someone, like, what – Blake was trying to get you to record a message for your future self during the game. <laughs> yeah, I was having no part of that. And you wouldn't do that, and you should have. <laughs> Sorry. But next year, like, yeah. what would they have to be to make you say – because this was the year. This It was all different. Right. They had got rid of Zeke. They were focused. They had got rid of a lot of excuses. They, I mean, this is a totally, they're all healthy. Tyron was healthy. Pretty healthy all year long and and certainly healthy heading into the playoffs. And then things fall right for you, right? Five or six weeks ago, it was, oh, you know, Philly will be the the one seed and at the worst, the two seed. And well, then Philly goes in a tailspin. You win a couple games you didn't think you might have won. All of a sudden, you have the number two seed now. You're 8-0 at home. You're 8-0 last year. You're This is a – or whatever, 16 wins in a row at home. Perfectly set up. Yeah. You won't have to face San Francisco until the NFC Championship game. And is that where this team team's head kind of was? As things turned, as they – prove the media wrong and the haters and all those that loud noise that's out there that we pay attention to all the time and it's so loud but we've proved them wrong because now we'll get to we don't have to uh we don't have to lose until we go to san francisco like is that kind of already in their head we're at home i mean we went at home maybe yeah maybe i don't know i mean again as i was standing in your kitchen last night crestfallen the thing that just stuck out to me was even though he had a great year, their quarterback is just kind of a guy. Like he's pretty good, but he's not he's not great and he you know, he, he improved this year, but is he ever gonna be like a guy that you're like, I definitely think we have the best quarterback in this game and he's going to take this over? I would have thought that yesterday. I don't know, though. I mean, even, yeah, but- you know, I wrote the column uh, that I, I, I was stunned that he improved as much as he did this year in his age 30 season, year eight. But, I mean, are you really ever going to feel like this is the guy that's not going to throw pick sixes, that's not going to turn the ball over, that can make a play outside of the structure of the offense? He's really good, but I – I need to check myself and come back to the idea of, is he one of the seven or eight best quarterbacks in the league? Numbers are great. But, I mean, I've never seen, like, Patrick Mahomes do what he did yesterday. 
And it, not under tremendous duress. It wasn't like he was. No, I mean, it was the pressures were 10 to 16, 16 for Green Bay, 10 for Dallas, but that's a normal amount. You know, and it was on 60 dropbacks. So it's, you know, the rate was probably even lower for, for Dak than it was uh, for Jordan Love. So, I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. It's almost like everything has to be perfect for him to succeed. And I hate to say that because I love the guy and I think he's really good. But I don't think he's going out there and, like, dueling you back into a game if you if you end up down, right? Like we talked about last week with the Chiefs. Like how many times have you seen the Chiefs be down and you're like, Mahomes is probably going to pull them back into this. You're more surprised if they don't. I'm never confident that Prescott's going to do that. Was it last year in the Super Bowl? They were, they were down at half and Mahomes' ankle was hurt again and you thought, okay, yeah, this is it. And then <laughs> sure enough. And I hate to compare him, you know, to hold him up against maybe the greatest quarterback of all time, but I don't know. I mean, I think he's kind of just what he is, which might, uh, if everything breaks right, be enough. But if a couple things get haywire, you're up. But, you're up the creek. But the game last night, like Jared Goff, wasn't anything spectacular, but they're able to win a playoff game. You know, I don't know. He doesn't have to be Superman. No. The quarterback doesn't have to be Superman for a team to win a playoff game. No. It's more than just him. Yeah, but I mean, you can't have a hand in things going poorly. You can't be the you can't be throwing you're throwing pick six. I mean, Jared Goff didn't throw any interceptions. You know, yeah. he took care of the ball. Dak threw two. One of them went sixty plus yards the other way. Yeah. Yeah, you look at his numbers in the end. Like if you're looking at this 20 years from now and trying to figure out what happened, you might say, hmm, Dak, I don't know, 400 yards passing, three touchdowns, two picks. Same thing with CD stats. I don't know if it was Dak. Yeah, CD ended up with over 100 yards. Almost all in garbage time. <laughs> but when they were down 27 nothing, Dak had 61 yards passing, two interceptions, one was a pick six. One was in the red zone, or on the uh, the Green Bay red zone. So when they got the pick, yeah, they were able to score pretty quickly after that. Uh, ends up with eighty-seven yards after the first half. Talked about taking the sacks, couple of them at least on third down that he should not have taken. One was pretty egregious. Oh, locking in on C.D. Lamb. There probably is a difference between making sure you utilize your biggest offensive uh, weapon and forcing the ball to him, Yeah, which he certainly did, uh, that one interception for sure. And you're sitting here looking at the necessity of a contract extension because of his brilliant agent <laughs> and your seeming mishandling of the contractual situation with him, you know, before he was up for a new contract. Yeah, and I know Blake likes to bring this up quite a bit, but our friend Joel Corey from CBS said it to us a year ago that it doesn't really matter what Dak does. Like, he has them completely over a barrel. 
And it's the, the worst. Way their cap is structured and the way that his contract is structured. <laughs> There's just nothing they can do. And sometimes you can't it's cut him and you can't trade him. Well, you always say you can't trade somebody. Here in the NFL, it seems like guys can be traded. And I guess if they tend to not be traded with a number like that, though. If Russell Wilson can be cut, I mean, somehow they got, somehow Aaron Rodgers was moved. Yeah. And he was on the books for like a 50 million, 50 million cap yeah. hit. And I don't, you know, how's that worked out? For Green Bay? For, for, uh, they moved Aaron Rodgers and worked out great. Well, I'm saying like if you're, but again, they planned ahead. Of, yeah. I mean, they had they, a first round pick on the bench for three years. Yeah. I'm just saying like if you're, a team that wants to move your quarterback and start over, that is high, highly uncertain. Well, that's and that's the problem. <laughs> Same thing with the coach. That's the problem you're in right now. Well, the coach, less so. But the problem you're in with the quarterback, you know, there's lots of coaches I can, I, I can go get one that can lead this team. Would you agree with that? Certainly uh, an, a, an easier role to fill than franchise quarterback. Yes. For sure. But then what do you do when your franchise quarterback is the tweener that you think everything has to be perfect around him? Do you scrap him and start over? Because if you do, yes, that might – if things aren't perfect around him enough to advance, how are things going to be perfect around question mark? Yeah. I mean, you don't go out and uh, – get cousins or somebody like that at the end of their career. You might as well just... Yeah, Dak's going to be the quarterback. Yeah, and he's going to be a quarterback on a new contract. So I guess the conversation becomes... I mean, I don't know. I feel like multiple times over the past couple of weeks, you've been like, what happens if they get run in the first round? Like that's what it would take to get fired. Literally, the only thing that we all thought it would take for him to get fired happened. Right, and now we're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> there's no way. Are they actually going to do? <laughs> yeah, it? <laughs> it is the only thing. There was no other scenario. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was a blow. It wasn't a hard fought, good, you know, last second something. It was getting embarrassed. And I think down twenty-seven nothing in the second quarter, <laughs> you're <home>. embarrassed. <laughs> I would agree. God, I want to know what's going through Jerry's head today. Do you want to listen to some of it? Sure. Yeah, I'll play you a little bit. Or can I? I don't know what our scene is here. Are you plugged in? No, I'm not. Because every time I plug, yeah, we'll save it. We'll do it after the break. Okay. We'll figure it out. But, I mean, you know, obviously he's doing the, like, uh, I'm not going to address this right now. But, I mean, last week, when asked about it, he said, we'll take it game by game. That wasn't exactly, like, the vote of confidence that I thought McCarthy was going to get. Well, then the question would be, too, all right, let's say he did get rid of McCarthy. We've always thought throughout the year it was, well, you would just slide Dan Quinn over. Dan Quinn, who just got 48 hung on him. That's the funniest part about yesterday is that all the narratives crash together at once. And then, you know, obviously there is the looming specter of the greatest NFL coach of all time. Of course. Nice backdrop. That person isn't usually free. 
And somehow these two points in time have actually connected. Now, why is he going to choose here? Number one, he would choose here because he's chasing Shula's record. Pretty good chance. And he can get that here. Yeah. Almost without a doubt. But to get that here, he's going to have to step back from his usual posture because this is Jerry Jones in the Jerry Jones Show. And Jerry Jones, although feeling desperate and in a weird, you know, very uh, sad situation for himself where he thought he would be, he's not feeling the same way he was when it was the third consecutive 5-11 and 11 season where he's like, I have to kind of let someone else do some stuff because, yeah, uh, you know, I have to kind of swallow some. Like, he's, he's kind of feeling like, look, my part of this – is what's building these twelve and fives. My part, I'm I'm in charge. I'm the GM, which certainly is just a title for Jerry. But you know, Will McClay, they just announced this week he's going to be back. That's kind of the real GM. Yeah. But it's all the parts together are the real GM. And uh, Jerry is you know some big time GM moves, but he'll always be called the GM. And I'm sure they're compensating Will McClay just like he's an actual GM or more. Or more, and Will McClay doesn't have to move, and his kids are in school here, and it's it's a great scene for Will McClay, and he's proven to be great. The whole scouting department, like they're, yeah, that's proven to be awesome. This this is a very talented football team, so you got to know he's thinking, why would I change this part of the the scene? I just need to change this little part here, the guy who's the coach. Yeah, but. And and would Belichick accept that little role? Man, I don't know. I mean, I never thought Parcells would come here either, and you brought that up last week of maybe Belichick is like, I don't want to just walk too much in the Parcells' footsteps. But it almost seems like uh, in your 60s or 70s, going to coach the Cowboys is like uh, moving to Florida. <laughs> it's just like, all right, well, it's going to be nice. Uh, it's not really much substance here, but I'm kind of retiring It'll be football sunny. Yeah. <laughs> I can just live out my days taking this guy's money and sort of just can win. walking about. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Eh, I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> um, you can see why Jerry would want it because think of the marketing possibilities oh around God. breaking Shula's record at Jerry World. He'd probably tell him to tank a game to make sure he could win it at home <laughs> next week. <laughs> That's the Net Netflix doc episode two, season two actually. Yeah, season, season one, two. Jimmy Ring yeah. of Honor. Season two, Belichick Shula. Yeah, I don't know because uh, it doesn't seem like, and I thought this whenever they moved on from Jason Garrett, it doesn't seem like uh, Jerry's in the mood for like a young hotshot. Mm -hmm. Like whenever people were talking about like Lincoln Riley. Or, you know, like Jerry would have never hired Mike McDaniel, for example. Like they're the the point on the quote-unquote win curve where the Cowboys are with their roster and where Jerry is with, frankly, his life, I just don't think that they're going to go after somebody who's unproven. That's why McCarthy, uh, McCarthy was almost like a perfect fit 
even if he had his warts, it was that this guy's won before. He kind of knows how this goes. But once you've exercised that option, I don't know where you go from there. I mean, maybe Dan Quinn. Yes, he's been in a Super Bowl. You know, McCarthy and Dan Quinn's coaching records are not that dissimilar. But outside of that, I mean, what what else would you do? He's not hiring Sark, you know, or whatever. Uh, you know, if you look around the league with NFL uh, coordinators that are available, I know that there's a handful of them that are going to get head coaching opportunities that are young, but that, I just don't feel like that's Jerry's wave at all. Harbaugh? Maybe. But why, I mean, I feel like he falls into the same thing as Belichick almost of why would you want this job? But that's not a horrible idea. Yeah, Harbaugh probably falls into the, I want to run things. Yeah, like Belichick. somebody's going to say, yeah. Like the Chargers or somebody are going to say. Harbaugh's a very difficult person to work with. I don't know how much you've read about like his exit from the 49ers, but it was not pretty. Like, everyone hated him. He also seems kind of like a builder. Yeah. Although I'm I'm sure he would like a franchise quarterback already in place, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but he definitely wants to build his way. And uh-huh. again, this is this again, like you said, this was it was kind of made for McCarthy. McCarthy was used to having zero say as far as personnel, all that kind of stuff in Green Bay. So he wasn't used to the spectacle that is the Cowboys, but, you know, he was used to being the coach. Yeah. And that's what he's had to be here. I don't know. I mean, I think the odds are probably that they bring him back. And I'm not even sure that's the wrong decision, but... <laughs> well, and they might end up bringing him back because, like, well, what else are we going to do? Same thing and with the quarterback. That's that's your that's <laughs> your mindset with Dax. Well, yeah. what else are we going to do? Yeah. And I think oftentimes that's not a good reason to do something. But I suppose you could also argue that making a change for change's sake is also not a good reason. Sure. Yeah, has, I don't... Has Garrett been snatched up by anyone? <laughs> no, Alabama has not hired. They uh, they went in a different direction. I, I just hope, and I know we're going to play a little bit of audio and stuff, uh, but I want I want the two of you as my friends to, to know, and I feel like doing the stream helps this. Like, this shit hurts me. <laughs> Like I woke up in a bad mood. I went to I drove home in a bad mood. I went to bed in a bad mood. The first thing I thought about when I got up today, like I know we joke about it a lot, but I'm still like a huge Cowboys fan. And it like legitimately hurts me that this went the way that it did. I'm an old man at this point, you know. I don't have a lot of things to be excited about. Yeah, and it I, really really hurts me. People are watching the stream and seeing you going through pain and talking about that you're just going to Uber and we were discussing how you were going to get home and why or will you remember him of the 
of course. The house fire. He yes. uh, he texted me. At least Jake has a house to go home to. Okay, thank you for the perspective, <laughs> Fire Will. That's true. It's perspective. That's true. Yeah, appreciate that. My friend uh, L four, I'll call him, said, uh, "Think of it. If the Cowboys would have had a slinging around offense." <laughs> Could have given it to Rathman. Our friend Scott Chandler, who used to play for the Buffalo Bills, said uh, he's welcoming you to the Bills bandwagon. If uh, you want, he, he said you're invited on the bandwagon. Okay. They're kind of like the Browns, except we have Josh Allen. <laughs> he says. <laughs> That's one way to put it, I suppose. Uh, had a, a buddy named Matt who was going to come be in the gallery to watch the game. He says, I had something come up. Can't can't uh, be there next week for the stream. Because <laughs> he said he'd be there next week. Yeah. Ted Emmerich as well uh, texted later. He said, good to go for next week. So Ted will Ted'll be over here. <laughs> okay. Cool. Hey, I'm down if you want to hang out next Sunday. Well, watch it might be the Red Zone or something. Might be the Baker stream. I'm down. I need to get out of the house. But, yeah, I mean, I think you you don't really have this. <laughs> Newberg had a funny text. Okay, I'm sure it was awesome. <laughs> you were on it. It's just that uh, he he posted his tweet. He showed me his tweet. He says, so many things I'd like to say, but I'm going to head off to – I'm going to head off I'm going to head off the stick-to-baseball nation, and I won't. So he will not comment because okay. he didn't want to hear from the stick-to-baseball nation. Yeah. And uh, he showed me that this was liked by Sports Delcus. Yep. <laughs> I'm not surprised. But, yeah, I mean, let's – Let's do something else. I don't know. We can play audio, whatever. Wait, but I just want you, you don't to want know, to talk Cowboys. I just want you to know that uh, I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> it was pretty evident last night. If you want to go to our YouTube page, you can also just go. Yeah, take a look at and, and just jump ahead to see. It sucked. It sucked. You don't have man. to jump too far ahead to see some real negativity. And we were trying to talk you out of that, but you were right. You don't. Uh, you don't get many many cracks at this. You know. You don't get many bites at the apple. And will you please record a message for your future self? No. Come on. Because sh- by tomorrow I'm back in. I should have told you. <laughs> I should have said this last week because when I saw this news, I said this is never going to happen. Okay. But how about the fact that cowboy fans can't do a whiteout? No, you you already know we're incapable of any form of unified fan behavior. Because it's been so cool when I've been a part of that or seen them on TV. But I was at, I think I was at Miami, Oklahoma City when they did whiteouts. It's amazing to be a part of and look at. Yeah, you don't see that often with NFL teams, though. You see it a lot with college teams and for sure with the NBA. Is it just the amount of fans getting on? I think probably. On board? Although, I mean, look, I mean... Penn State, there, that's capacity wise. It, it yeah, that's true. AT and T, and they pull it off fine. So I think it's a size combined with given F. And are you worried that you have to look cool? And that's a Dallas Dallas that's crowd for a sure. Dallas thing. 
Yeah. It wasn't even close to a whiteout. No. You would never have known that they were even attempting it. In fact, I was listening to some DAC audio from last week where he's like, can't wait. It's going to be great. See that sea of white. Blah, blah, blah. Like, Cowboys are like, yeah, well, let's, well, yeah, let's do this cool marketing thing. And they just, the fans are like, eh, you know what? I got a blue jersey. Yeah. And that's the, that's one, the one I'm going to wear. wear. <laughs> Here's more DAC uh, last week. The, the players around me, the coaches, the the system that that we've we've created, um, the, the culture that this team has. Uh, it's not it's not just about how I feel about myself, but it's it's about these other guys, the confidence that they give me. I should say, um, yeah, I don't know if I've had this this much confidence or a greater greater feel than I have with this offense, with this team, um, with our approach and and how we're going to go and take care of things. Yeah, they're ready. They are ready to take care of business. <sighs> You're a big jerk. Um, hey, Dak, what about uh, let's talk Super Bowl? Uh, did he? Did Dak say, you know what? That's way of getting ahead. Uh, let's let's work, focus on this coming up game. Or, or um, I mean, well, how would Dak respond if you said let's talk Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, I want to be the best, and I think in my position it starts with winning the Super Bowl. So. Um, <laughs> Understand that this opportunity is right here in front of us. It's about attacking that and every detail that I've got to do to make sure I get that. Um, as far as wanting what somebody else has, I think it, it, everything's different. Every situation is different. Um, he says the right not, words not at many other people, times. Really comparing myself, um, as I've told y'all before, I've got the highest expectations and, and standards I, I put on myself. Here and comes just, a bingo. Um, I'm my biggest critic. So yeah. My internal <laughs> drive and, and want. Um, is sometimes probably crazy to a lot of other people, but I think that's what pushes me, what, what focus, what allows me to focus. People are like, look at this guy's trying. So to critical. create such great goals, uh, to chase them, to get close to them, to, to beat them. Um, I, if I would go online, I would determine that you are not your biggest critic. <laughs> I, feel like. I feel like I could throw a rock right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Dak, Dak, you see me in a bear Dak. to fight poor honey on me, so. Oh, Dak. He's just so Dak. Um. And remember his his uh, his suitcases. Yeah, Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. I was looking for that audio. I couldn't find it. So, hashtag sees everything. What is that? Is that something that people are saying about this team? Um. You know, sort of like the never ever quit. Is that their <laughs> motto for this playoffs? It yeah. was okay because yeah. that was just tagged on a, a tweet that said "Let's let's go at Dallas Cowboys." Uh, hashtag seize everything. Carpe omnia, right? They were, you'll see. Yeah, them that may have been shirts. a McCarthy thing. Yeah, carpe omnia. This was tweeted by Senator Ted Cruz. God, <laughs> before the game. <laughs> but he did it for the Texans too, so he's not the one with bad luck. Did he really for the Texans? He did something. And the Longhorns. Yeah, he'll do. Yeah. And Baylor and Houston. Let's see before we get to Jerry Audio. Just trying to look for different notes. Obviously, the Dan Quinn thing is insane. I think Dan, uh, excuse me, I think Dez lost like a million dollars. Oh, I think I, think I saw him, yeah. Did he yeah. put another ten grand on the game? Something. 
He will tell you about that. Yeah. We had Cole Beasley attacking Brandon Cooks on Twitter. Go on. <laughs> they just put a video out of uh, the interception, the Jair Alexander interception. And somebody said about how Dak, you know, that was a bad ball or whatever. And Cole Beasley quote tweeted it and said, that's a horse shit route. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is, yeah can you agree with both of those things? Yes. Yeah, both can be true for sure. Cooks did not I I said that do a good night. job of boxing on his defender. Yeah. Uh, oh. It was a bad day for all involved. Here's a fun stat. Since the Texans' first season. Shut up, Blake. They have five playoff wins since 2002. That was their inaugural season. The Cowboys have four. Aren't stats fun? Did you look at Blake's email? It's insane. Oh, let's take a look at Blake's email. I incorporated some of that into my column this morning. What was the What was the other stat? The Packers haven't lost at AT and T yet. Is that true? And don't they have more playoff wins at AT and T than the Cowboys do? <laughs> you know, Nick. Emailer Nick. Yes, he used, used to, to call himself. In. Yeah, <laughs> times changed. Says using the law of complementary probability, there's only a two percent chance that the Cowboys would not make the NFC Conference Finals over thirty seasons if the two teams were just randomly pulled out of a hat each season. <laughs> the Cowboys are defying the organizational the odds of organizational incompetence going on three decades. And yeah, Blake then last night, late night, late night, Blake sent yeah. us a uh, a real nice breakdown of. It's not just that the Cowboys, if you would just pull two names out of a hat, there would only be a 2% chance that if you did that, whatever, however many times, 30, so 60 times, that you would never get to the conference championship. Because the Browns also haven't been to the conference championship, but you think, okay, I mean, the Browns, they have the worst winning percentage in, in all of football. Yeah. Yeah. Since they've come back to the game. Yeah, the oddity here is that the Cowboys are actually a really good team. <laughs> like, really, really good team. Really good. What is their winning percentage? So you did a lot of this, Blake. Like, they're the sixth best team since Dak has been in the league. And what's that, yeah. eight years? So yeah. since 2021, they're the fourth best team. And not even fourth. They're tied. I went and looked that up, Blake. I don't know what, what service you used, but they're right there at like second, third, fourth. Because like, Buffalo had a a game where a guy died. Yeah. <laughs> so they got so the... <laughs> they have one less game. But, I mean, yeah, they are with Kansas City, Buffalo, and San Francisco in the top four by fractions of a percentage point. In winning percentage in the regular season, and since 2016, they're with Kansas City, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England, and New Orleans. Yeah, the elite. All those, yeah, all those teams, elites, elite quarterbacks. Since 2011, they're the eighth best. So they're consistently. Uh, and since 06, Romo's first season. I yeah, they're I tried sixth. To, to- I tried to go back to, like, when they've had a chance. I mean, you've had your franchise guy, 
Romo started in 06, Dak started in 16, and then a five-year update after that. And it all kind of worked out nicely. But yeah, I mean, they're a, they're a top eight team since 2006. And every other team in that top eight has played for a Super Bowl. And that's, and yeah, Cowboys- that's the thing. We're not even saying they haven't been to the Super Bowl, which we would be saying <laughs> had yeah. they been to the conference championship a couple right. times. They can't even get to there, which is, it's baffling. Yeah, I can't recall the exact words I used this morning, but it was something like a singular effort and failure. Like, it's almost impressive. So you say they're sixth, the sixth best record since Romo's first season, and every other team in there has been to actually to a Super Bowl since then, right? They've, they've won a Super Bowl. New England, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, New Orleans all have won a Super Bowl. Kansas yeah. City, Seattle. Since 06. Buffalo is the only one that hasn't, and they've at least made a title uh, in AFC Championship game. So, yeah. I mean, their playoff record and track record is down with the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah, yeah their the playoff record the since that same year, they're the seventh worst playoff team. Uh, Miami and Washington and Vegas are over. Detroit is actually one and three in that time. After, Cleveland one after and two. Last night. Okay, Minnesota three and seven, and then you got Dallas at four and nine. I mean, you got to get there to, <laughs> to be able to have a bad record. Romo's playoff record two and four. Dax two and five. Yeah. Last night but was a uh, or yesterday was a was a legacy altering day. So their that's, that's, playoff success mirrors the list of the worst teams in the league, except for the fact that actually five of the ten worst teams in the league have made a conference championship since the Cowboys have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've at least had a year or two years where they're so even they the very very worst, even your Jets, Jags, yeah. Jets, Bucks. Rams, Panthers. It's just, it's astonishing what they're doing. To be this good and consistent and just not be able to break through that echelon to get to the the conference title. And then, I I mean, what made me start doing this was, like it, like, well, like what you were saying earlier. We were just standing around your kitchen just saying, like, this does not make sense. At some point, to just get lucky enough to make one. That I thought, is this anything that we've seen in other sports as well. And so that's what made me dive into, let me compare the top 10 winningest teams in the last 20 years in other sports and see, is this more common than we think? And it's not. What they're doing is astonishing. So these are since they they did last make a conference championship, which was the last time they won a Super Bowl too. I think I messed up the wording. Um, that's the It's the last 20 years, so since 04. Oh, 20 years. 94. Yeah, last 20 years. Okay, so in the last 20 years, they have a top 10 winning percentage. And if you go in every other sport, like take the – give me the basketball teams with the top 10 winning percentage. Uh, Most of them have won a title. Like seven of the 10 have won a title. 
two have been in the title game, and one, of course, was in the conference finals. Uh, same thing with baseball. Top 10 winning percentages. Every team, uh, eight of the 10, have won a title. Two have yeah. been in the World Series. Yeah, and the Rays and the Indians, and they were in, in two of them. They've both been to two World Series. Top 10 winning percentages in the NHL in the last 20 years. Nine have been, in, okay, I'm sorry, seven have won a title. Two others have at least been in the finals. And then that last one, just like in the NBA, has been to the conference finals, just never in the Stanley Cup finals. And then if you go to the NFL, top 10 winning percentages in the past 20 years. The Cowboys are in there. They are the seventh best, or excuse me, eighth best winning percentage in the last 10 years. 20. Excuse me, 20. Every one of the other teams has won a title. <laughs> won a title. <laughs> That's three games ahead. So the top 10 winning percentages in the NFL. We got Patriots, Steelers in, 20, in the last 20 years. Packers, Ravens, Colts, Seahawks, Saints, Cowboys, Eagles, and Chiefs. And they haven't even been to the... It makes no sense. Unless we do say... I mean, we're throwing out all of the objective facts you can. The subjectivity of the trickle-down attitude of the Cowboys, you know trickling down from the owner, the glitz and glamour that is the Cowboys, the most profitable franchise in the NFL, the most profitable franchise in sports, the most valuable franchise. Like, that is what the players are all about, too. They're all the most noteworthy players. Dak is brought up all the time. Micah is very, you know, everybody's very camera-friendly, Everybody's on a lot of uh, commercials. Everybody's getting paid. Everybody's, you know, very well known. They're they're real famous, uh, but in the end, there's just no substance behind it. Yeah, and I've always sort of tried to resist that uh, designation because it feels kind of, you know, it's very qualitative and it's like narrativey. But at some point, like. I give up. It keeps happening time and time again. All these teams feel the same. They have seven all pros and they get the piss kicked out of them <laughs> by the youngest team in the league at home in the first round of the playoffs. I don't know what to say anymore. They may not actually just have the mental fortitude to uh, to compete in the playoffs. Maybe that all does come back to their uh, their ownership. I don't know, but I'm tired of it. That's the only consistent thing here. Yeah. It's been through two different quarterbacks, multiple head coaches. There's been one consistent, and it's the front office. Should have brought Zeke back to play center. Which is crazy because they do so many things so well. They draft. They're the best drafting team in the NFL. Zeke it, was there in Dak Suite last night. Did you guys see that? No. He can live that Des dream. We are always welcome, and it's country club, baby. Oh, he's a cowboy for life for sure. 
in fact, don't rule out <laughs> Shut up. Zeke on the roster. So I wanted to uh, play you. I saw this online. First of all, Jake has talked about – so you've talked about when you played high school football for a very bad team. Yes, very bad. At some point, most games were so out of hand that you you just start playing a math game? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a believer. And, okay, now we just got to – we got to score in four plays. Mm-hmm. Then we have to – Hold them, do a three and out. Then we got to, you know, you're you're playing Maybe the game in your fumble, head. Maybe force a fumble, onside kick. You're t- trying to figure this out. How many timeouts do we have? Yeah. You always do this if you're gambling. Yeah. Like, oh, what's oh, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. you're playing every scenario out until okay, I need a tie. I need a, I need overtime yeah, because yeah. then I can't. Yeah. <laughs> so yesterday, this is we're still in the first half. I think Jake starts doing math. Why okay, is that a so good sign? Seventeen <laughs> seven at half. Get the ball back after half. It's 17 14. You're right back in it. You're right back in it. Yeah. No problem. You got the two minute warning. (laughs) It's a timeout. timeout. We're already doing this. 17 7. Okay. So we're doing that in the first half. (laughs) Well, we had to. So apparently, Brad Sham is over there on the Cowboys radio network and he's giving Jake. Um, Okay. If you score here and they don't score again and you get the kickoff and score at the beginning of the second half, it's a one score game. So that makes this a big second and two. Prescott in the gun, fakes the inside handoff. Slant's picked off. At the 50, this might be a house call. To the 30, it's Darnell Savage. All the way in, 50-yard plus return. That does not help. (laughs) This first half is just incredible. Dak is just trying to get a little slant route. To the left side. Okay, I think they've got a three by one. That's probably awesome. enough. You want to hear? We actually did play by play of that as well. By the way, your girls are gone. You can't do giving Jake anymore. <laughs> we are at the two minute warning. We have second and short. Cowboys ball at the forty. The Green Bay forty. We got a little oh, play. Oh, we got an interception. Oh, oh, a pick six. Holy oh, shit! Oh my He walks the. So they actually are going to lose. And he is into the end zone, wow. and that. There's the stupid face. You see me That's in a bear to fight for honey when oh, we saw. I think perhaps Jake's headset was on the floor at that point. I needed a moment because I knew you were going to play that. <laughs> Your stupid honey drop. That was awful, dude. That was that was just such a. It was a terrible read. In the situation, it's just he just had a, a an all time career low night at a really bad time. Uh, intercepted by the guy that got suspended. Was that the guy? That one. Oh no no he no, inter- he didn't do the one. pick six the other pick Jair Alexander mm-hmm. the coin toss he's the guy that went out for Carolina for the coin toss yeah. got suspended <laughs> for the next game and they still end up I mean he's arguably the best corner in the game they still end up barely making the playoffs Cowboys very happy because now we get a home game against the seven seed. Instead of a road game against the, uh, you know, who knows what Baker can do. 
watch tonight. Number one, because I have this game in my little betting pool. Okay. And number two, just because you will see what your life could have been. The Bucks will get rolled. Well, they might. Baker's and- going to because Baker's in the part of the Baker cycle to have a terrible <laughs> game. I believe. He is, yes. As much as I appreciate the offer from Scott Chandler and Bills Mafia, um, and I may take them up on that, although I I have caught a pass from Patrick Mahomes before, so my loyalty tends to ride with the Chiefs. The only thing I care about right now is the Eagles not advancing. That's it. That's the only thing that is giving me life. Philadelphia cannot get hot. <laughs> Yeah, if it's them and San Fran in the conference championship. I'll drive my car off a bridge. <laughs> I had to look. I had some season-long things Stop going. Stop laughing, Blake. <laughs> I just, I'm picturing Nick Sirianni, and yeah, that would make you very angry. I can't do it. You know I, you know I lost my Brock Purdy for MVP. That's I not do know happen. that, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also uh, sprinkled a little on Kevin Stefanski to win Coach of the Year. Still have a chance. Yeah. That's not crazy. And the longest odds, this was ripe, This was probably three or four weeks ago. I did all these on the same day. Brock Purdy. Uh, the longest odds at that point for any what seemed to be uh, playoff teams, it was the Lions at plus 1425 to win the Super Bowl. So I got in on that. Dang. So we'll see. And that's a fun one to root for. You don't have to feel dirty about that, right? Man, I feel so – I don't know if we'll really do any other NFL today. Maybe we should save that for a, tomorrow because we're going to have sure. two more games, right, to mess we, with? Yeah, that, that was a weird deal. Did you like the bit of uh, – But I want to talk to Dan Campbell. scatter shooting here a little bit. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was probably a joke, so I don't want to – like put too much into this potential trolling but when they moved the Bills game and somebody was like I can't believe they moved Bills Steelers they didn't move D-Day for weather like them boys got out there and fought and the community notes is like they did they actually postponed it one day for weather (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) so that person might have been doing a very high level joke I was I was feeling bad for the governor of New York and the NFL in general and I suppose this I'm now like the Cowboys looking online and seeing criticism and, and I should instead just not pay attention to the comments. But I was and that's kind of a no win. It's kind of like you know, when the pandemic started and we're saying mask up and, and wash your counters and and uh, close your schools. Well, now you might be able to say, hey, that's those were bad ideas. We shouldn't have done it and to that degree. But when you're erring on the side of caution and you're just trying to, like, what if one out of every five people are dying from this? Yeah. We just don't know yet. Uh, once we figure that out, we can see, oh, my gosh, we didn't need to close the school or whatever. But at the time, you have to, take everybody's safety into account. So same thing with this New York thing. If indeed there is big snow, and I think there was, 
So nobody's nobody's running to uh, compliment them on that. <laughs> but if indeed there was no weather, there would have been lots of screaming about all the inconvenience that you made people change their plans and this and that and just uh, this is big government and it's it's you can't win there. No. It's the evacuating for a hurricane type thing. Same exact thing. Like you kind of have to do it, but then, and I suppose it's the same way I feel when I write the uh, homeowner's insurance check. Like, really? We never use it. And then anytime I can, you know, and I'm not going to pay it now. And then that's when, that's when lightning would strike. Very weird though, that when we get done here today, we have a NFL playoff game on Monday. I mean, I guess it helps that it's a holiday, right? A lot of people are at home or off anyways. I mean, the Mavs are playing right now. Are they really? Yeah. I thought the NBA didn't play on MLK Day. No, they are, they play the whole day. Okay, they don't play on... Election Day. Election Day. Yeah. Get out the vote. Is that working? <laughs> I think it's working great. All right, well, let's uh, try and figure out our technical sitch. We will uh, play some Jerry audio and we'll do some stuff, but uh, we'll have what we like to call a break. The dumb zone. The dumb zone. Daddy, how long has it been since the Cowboys won the Super Bowl? Whoa, longest for the longest time. Whoa, longest for the longest There's no Dallas Cowboy fans inside. Are y'all still them boys after tonight? No championship for you That hasn't happened for the longest time So much has happened since you won your last Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott Trash! Lost in the wild card Green Bay just stood on your star You haven't won it for the longest Man, and that's all that he's known for. You're listening to the Dumb Zone, the Dumb Zone, the Dumb Zone, the Dumb Zone. You see me in a band to fight poor honey on myself. So the break was a song, and then we play a song out of the song. That's right. Is that all right? It is all right. Do you like that, Blake? Or do you like this? No puppet. Yeah, waiting on it. See, now that's inebriated Jake positive, feeling good. Mm-hmm. Like screaming no, no puppet, puppet. At, the, at the screen. He's. <laughs> but last night it's was just... also about four times as many drinks. Somehow alcohol though can can pick you up and it can put you down. Just when combined with 
you know, victory, it's it can bring you up higher. Sure. When combined with whatever you saw yesterday. Yeah. Eagles stream Jake was fun. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> yeah. So you want to play some Jerry stuff? Yeah, I think you need to hear a little bit of this. Um, Do we need me to have a backup in case something goes awry or no? Uh, it's in there. Okay. I'll just uh, start letting it play, and if you want to stop and start, we can. I uh, uh, don't have uh, any uh, comments or questions or answers for how and why uh, we didn't uh, do what we wanted tonight. Uh, I say this to our fans, uh, how much you deserve uh, us to not have uh, this ending. I certainly in no way have spent any of my time over the last three hours asking how and why. What I'm zeroed in on is the fact that uh, I thought we were in a position, everybody in this room thought we were in a position to advance this thing in the playoffs and maybe uh, get as far as our dreams uh, might take us. Uh, We didn't do it. I don't have any thoughts about the reasons why or anything to do with the coaching anything to do about the players. I want to give uh, Green Bay a lot of uh, uh, compliments and uh, credit. Uh, And uh, uh, this is uh, one of my most surprises since I've been involved in sport, period. Syntax? It's one of my most surprises. Yeah, he's... He's trying to cut everybody off at the pass, too. Exactly. And not talking about McCarthy or anything. I'm or not, Dak. Not even thinking about the coaches. Yeah, or yeah. players. Yeah. 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 And um, I wonder if that worked. You know, I'm not old enough, and you're not from here. But I honestly have to believe that this is the most disappointing loss in franchise history. I I remember the um, Cardinals playoff game in the mid '90s. Wasn't that pretty bad? It was bad, but that was a team at the tail end of their contention, right? You know, I mean, the Jake Plummer game, Jake the Snake. Yeah, absolutely. But this is a team yes, that is seemingly in their prime. Right, where expectations they were probably high, but like you said. And also, I don't recall the score of that game, and yesterday's score uh, belies what actually occurred (laughs) for 60 minutes. They got destroyed. Mm -hmm. And they got destroyed at home by the youngest team in the NFL based on age per snap count. And it's the first time a seven seed has won a playoff game. (laughs) Now, granted... New Horizons, they didn't used to have them. (laughs) No, but, but still. Yeah, no, you're right. What, it's been two or three years? Yeah, since 2020, but this game this game is not made for the seven seed to win. Right. In fact, most of the time we're saying there's. Why is that team in the playoffs? It's been a right. It's been a uh, failed experiment. I thought. Yeah. Why would Expansion? you put? Yeah, yeah, expanding the playoffs. I like two two buys. It it worked. It worked great, and now every year it's the there's these teams in there that you're like eh, this team should not have been in the playoffs. And you might have thought it was Green Bay until they beat the Cowboys. Well, maybe now you think it's the Cowboys. <laughs> but seriously, when he says, like, I've never been this disappointed, I believe him because I don't know that 
I can come up with another loss where the expectations were higher and the result was poorer. See, because I've been through, and you have too, a few of these. So when you're the number one seed yeah, and you get a buy in that first week and then you have to play a wild card team that has not had any rest, you've had the rest, so you didn't have that. So twice the Cowboys have had that and lost to a division rival, the Giants. Mm-hmm. Those That's pretty high expectations when you're the number one seed. The games were just so much closer. <laughs> Okay, then yeah, that's they were a good down point. Twenty-seven. That's a good point. The yeah. First half yesterday. Yeah, those were games. Yeah, there's like a play you remember from each of those games. You're yes. like, man, lost it in the lights, or yeah. this or that happened. I mean, they look like the worst team in the league yesterday. Yeah, I mean, Micah was not not really a factor. Any two tackles? Was that Micah's pressures? I uh, listened to a little musers this morning. I thought I heard Junior say it was like his worst statistical game. Like his, his it was his worst game of his career. Like I, one pressure, something real. The Buffalo game was really bad. But yeah, it was not good. It was one of the worst for sure, and it's easily one of the worst games of Dak's career. So well, and we've seen. Yeah, we yeah. always see those in the playoffs. Yeah, that's what it feels like. All right, let me skip ahead a little bit here. <coughs> I haven't thought about that. McCarthy. Again, I'm not. Uh, I haven't thought about it at all. Is that Dak? Uh, every step of the way today, I was looking uh, for the end of the game with us being able. We're to not asking you to think about it. Rest you just talk. Everything I looked at today. The plays themselves were almost a blur to me. I was just thinking, how do we get to where we can have another game here next week? That kind of, if you need fuel for your fire. What, as far as his profit margin? Well, no, just the idea of, like, I'm not even thinking about, like, the guy who is actually the general manager of the team is like, I'm not even really thinking about this game. I'm just thinking about the next game. Ah, okay. Like, how do we get to that? And so um, I haven't given it that type of of analysis or look-see or what have you. Look-see. Uh, yeah. Uh, this one's burned into our soul out here tonight, and uh, uh, Green Bay got a great win. Jerry, is there any way you can connect? You know, they were absolutely looking ahead. They were looking ahead. I mean, it's there's no other way around it. He's flat out saying it. They they were they were all looking ahead. They were abs- I don't know if they were thinking ahead to San Francisco already, but you know that once they got that two seed, they did say we they breathed a sigh of relief that they don't have to face San Francisco right away. Yeah, because that's kind of a foregone conclusion. They might, you know, Dak's talking about Louis Vuitton bags and and Las Vegas and Super but Bowl. But it's not just and, him. They're asking Tony Pollard about the Super Bowl. They're asking C.D. Lamb about the Super Bowl. Right, and, and that was the theme all week: is how much more confident are you guys this year in in making a Super Bowl run compared to last year? And you're going to be asked about it. Well, the thing is, though, what you think about it. Yeah, and what you say. What you say. Yeah, and then what but you they, say might be what you think. Yeah, yeah they, and they ask him because they know they're going to get an answer revolved around the Super Bowl. Not one player said, hey, we're just focused on this week. Not one. Nope. Jerry, are you concerned at all that your comments last week in Washington may have been a distraction from Mike McCarthy? What was so, that? That's when they asked him last week about what is McCarthy's job status. 
and he said a bunch of flowery things and then ended it with, we're going to see how each game goes. Jerry, are you concerned at all well, that, that your comments last week in Washington may have been a distraction from Mike McCarthy? That what? That your comments last week in Washington may have been a distraction from Mike McCarthy? No. No, not at all. For people who, in the fans specifically who might want to have questions about the head coaching direction, whether it's Mike McCarthy or moving forward, do you find it's important to give yourself time, or do you think that you'll be making a decision sooner rather than later? When I start, uh, when I think about it, which I haven't thought one second about it, uh, I know how hard, uh, uh, how much it meant to our fans to advance. Uh, what this loss to me means, again, I opened up by saying not how, why, who didn't, who didn't do what, all of that kind of thing. The only thing that was on my mind almost this entire game was not an analysis of our strategy, not an analysis of the play. It was, do we get to play here again next week? And we can't. Well, you're the GM. So it might behoove you <laughs> to, while you're watching the team play, not just be thinking, are we going to play next week, but rather be thinking, hmm. Can I evaluate what I'm watching here? Dude, the payday for another playoff game. From a roster standpoint? and I mean, it's just words. It's Jerry. I get it. It's all a bunch of BS. But it's like, I actually believe him when he says, I wasn't even thinking about anything other than, are we playing next week? It's like, you're the guy who built the team. Well, there's you don't your... want to like think about like oh maybe we're a team that's only built to play with a lead and if somebody punches us in the mouth on the ground maybe we should be talking about what we do with the three and the one tech maybe we should be beefing up linebacker a little bit more maybe going with smaller linebackers as safeties maybe that's not a great idea maybe we should uh, do this or that when it comes to the the run game and he's just like I don't know I don't think about any of that I'm just like are we playing next week <laughs> again I guess that's the trickle down mentality of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. I'll play you like the last uh, minute or so. I'll pick it up at the end here. Okay. My complete thought uh, for the last several weeks have totally been about uh, anticipating and planning on advancing from this game. It's <laughs> five minutes later, by the way. <laughs> since we found out that we were going to have this home field. And uh, so I'm. That goes with just what we've been saying. <laughs> yeah, that's what all they've been like thinking said, about is how far they're going to advance now that we have home field. Yeah, this is great. It's already written that we don't lose at home. Yeah, I mean, it was 16 straight. That again, this is five minutes later. I'm going back to the complete bottom of my thought process to think about anything other than uh, next week's game here. After seeing this result, do you still feel like this team's close? Again, I haven't thought about anything. And uh, <laughs> the main thing is I sure thought it was close uh, coming in. Jerry, what will be your process the next few days in analyzing what you need to do? I, I don't. That, uh, you know, every day I've got a lot of things that, that you do, and so I'm not for sure I know process from just uh, what you do every day terms of how that how that works but uh, uh, we certainly are or have a background in uh, what happens after you lose a playoff game we got too much experience with that I thought that was a interesting like yeah I got a lot of experience when it comes to losing playoff games <laughs> it's like I've been, been doing it for a while now
Unbelievable. Yeah. So, here we are. We'll do this whole dance again. They'll pick in the late 20s, and we'll rinse and repeat. I guess. Do they get a quarterback? I mean... We've he, seen this he's year. He's still that under contract. Okay, but you pick a DT in the 20s that you thought will help shore up your run game, and he didn't do anything. Boy, as much as I love their scouting department, and who knows who makes these decisions, and maybe these guys turn out to be great, that draft gave you nothing. I thought the perfect end of that game was. Schoonmaker not getting out of bounds with 30 seconds left. Yeah. Your second round pick. Like he gave them nothing. Mozzie gave them nothing. Overshown was hurt in camp. A third round pick. It's like. You didn't suit they, up Deuce. They essentially just. Yeah, Deuce was punted. An incredible year. bust. Well, I mean, you're picking. I mean, what? It's seventh round? Still, that's that can't be your mindset. I mean, they've. No, I'm not saying that you should just They've like had think, contributors in the late rounds. For I'm not sure. saying you should just look at it and be like, oh, you know, that's a throwaway pick. But I, I feel like in the same way that we make fun of it because it felt like it was a a, a Sotnam pick <laughs> where it was <laughs> it was like done for publicity. I feel like that also put a spotlight on him that other seventh round picks, you would never even like think about them. But if you just look at the top three, I mean they got nothing. From their draft this year. Nothing. Which is very hard to do whenever you're ostensibly going to have the highest paid quarterback, wide receiver, pass rusher, and cornerback in the NFL. That's tough. Yeah, it's it's also tough. Deron yeah. Bland is about to be not cheap either, by the way. Oh, for sure. Sorry. I mean, they've had such great success with drafting, yeah. With drafting recently, you want to give them a year? You're going to have your bust times. And those guys may still develop, you know? But seemingly there were more, like, ready-to-contribute guys right now in the draft than what they took. And Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess we can wrap it up the same way we started. Of the range of outcomes... This is literally the most unexpected and worst thing that could have possibly happened. Dak played horribly. McCarthy got outcoached. And they got thumped at home by a young team. And it's also the only thing that we said could have gotten McCarthy run. Yeah. The exact template. Yeah. And we would, like, laugh about it. Yeah, because it was the uh, yeah. one thing that really wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Not a total embarrassment. I mean, yeah. not the way, that, you know, when you've been through it, you somehow can combat against it. You, I mean, that's the theory. It's all theory. All right. Well. Done for six months. I guess we have a long – that's the thing. And then next year, I mean, I get so juiced up for football season and you won't believe a thing next year, I think. Well, you know what? I actually, before I wrote my column this morning, I went back and read my column from last year. The, and it's 
you know, I, I wish I, on one hand, like I wish that I could have just copy and pasted it, but this is worse. This is way worse. That's, that's why they have to make a coaching change. How do you sell to the fan base next year when you're 10 and one? Well, how about to the team? To the team or the fan base or whatever. You're 10 and one and things are humming. How do you sell that it's different now? You can't. That's why you just have. That's the coach generally ends up being the fall guy in these situations. And Kellen Moore probably didn't deserve to go last year, but he was in the spot. And so you had to get rid of Kellen Moore. I mean, that's just, you have to, every year, you kind of do a little something. Yeah. You have to try a little something different just to say, oh, no, here's what's different. So all year long, it was, well, yeah, but now McCarthy's calling the play. And again, the I listened to Dak's press conference from last week for, for comedy this morning. Uh, as he's, oh, you know, I mean, me and Mike, we're on the, we, we, have, we meet every Thursday. We meet Thursday, and we, I mean, we usually meet for two, three hours, maybe a half hour of football talk. But, I mean, it's just about life. It's about uh, being a father. It's about, like, I, I, I call BS on a lot of it um, just because, you know, even when you and I talk and sit around, like, much of it is about work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most of it is about work, even though we are friends and interested in each other. But, you know, if, if we got but three hours. Not- Huh? When it's not, you don't tell everyone and then call it Keep It Real Thursday. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's it's just the whole, uh, you know, and then the footwork and the, the thing, and we're all on the same page, and it's just, it, it's enormously better than last year. And now, oh, he's calling plays? Yeah, man, I mean, he he just has a feel for it. It's incredible, because he's, he's done it. It's a, He's a maestro. He's, he's He knows, you know as things different things happen and he's got the you know you got he's the coach head coach doing it so he's got the big picture in mind he's not just trying to go for remember we i think mccarthy's thrown kellen moore into the bus a little bit this year and the sure. uh you know hey sometimes you got to manage the whole game you don't just he just wants to light up the scoreboard yeah you know um <laughs> and you can't you're probably in a corner with the quarterback and his contract and, and just the quarterback position itself. You probably can't do anything there. Yeah. Short of, yes, let's actually look to draft his replacement before he's already too old. They got lucky with it, with with, with Romo. And, yeah, and, and I mean, dude, that's just such a – that's just such a tough – road to hoe because I mean obviously Lamar is an outlier Dak is the supreme outlier but for the most part if you want your quarterback you're giving up capital and now you're in the situation of all right so what would actually make my team better right now using this capital to improve the roster that he's on or bundling it together to move up to go get you know one of the top top 10 quarter because it's just very unlikely that you're going to find a franchise quarterback in the bottom half of the first round. Not impossible, but unlikely. I mean, Jordan Love was the end of the first round. However, they did trade up to go get him. And if you recall, because I, I remember us playing this audio, Aaron Rodgers was not thrilled about that. Nope. Didn't he pour himself a scotch? <laughs> Tequila yeah, or something. A couple fingers. Yeah. And that was because they hadn't drafted a wide receiver in like a hundred years in the first round. 
Yeah, and I would have been bothered by that too. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the way, you know, you're even real smart organizations are drafting Trey Lance at the top of the draft or Trubisky or whoever, you know, you're you can you can miss so big. You're likely to miss. But in doing my research last night, it just seems like they've been a team in the last 20 years that has not put any draft capital into their quarterback position. They haven't had to. And they're playing like, well, I know, but maybe it's time to fix it because this isn't working. Relying on an undrafted quarterback and a fourth-round quarterback to win playoff games has not meant success for you. But the eighth best record in the NFL over the last 20 years also. That's cool. Is that what you want? <laughs> Did you have the co- better quarterback on the field last night? One of them was a fourth-round quarterback. One of them was a first. I wonder in truth what – you're a businessman. If you're Jerry, what do you really want? I thought you meant me. I was like, thank you. But you are, <laughs> certainly. You're a small businessman. He's a big businessman. Sure. And who, it, what do you really want? In the mix, 8-8 eight and eight slash 12-5, and five, but – you. Bubble, never great, never good enough even for the NFC Championship game, but always relevant, always still talked about, always in the mix. Uh, we draft the flashy name player usually more often than not. I know they had to hold him back to not draft Manziel, but otherwise, we're uh, CD falls. We're going to get him. We're going to get Dez. We're going to get we're going to get names. We're going to have fantasy football highlights for sure. You know, in your fantasy drafts, people are always picking Cowboys because they'll light it up. Profitable franchise, just net. But, or would you rather have a stretch where you have to just be really bad for a while? Really bad. So you can get that number one overall pick. Or like a top five pick so that you could actually move up, you know, trade some of your future capital, all that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've written this every year, and uh, it's armchair psych- uh, psychologist, you know, because I, I actually do believe that Jerry wants to win, but they have kind of kept themselves in the, we're always going to be relevant, you're always going to be talking about us, we're not going back to 5-11 and 11, uh, cycle. Which is not easy to do. People are always trying to stay out of that cycle. Yeah, but sometimes... Nobody wants to get in it. No, 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 but... Like, the Eagles have gotten in it. They have. They've been good, terrible, worse than the... Now they're better, you know. But to break through, sometimes you got to put it on the table a little bit. And that... What does that mean? Well, I mean, if you look at the Eagles, for example, I mean, they've made some trades that have left them with a lack of draft capital. I mean, the Cowboys could have, at any point in time over the last two years, like started dealing away second round, third round. I mean, the Cooks and the Gilmore They could have got themselves A.J. Brown. Exactly. The Cooks and the Gilmore trade are a step in the right direction. But those are relatively low cost. And I know Wentz is not equitable to Dak, but they drafted a guy at two that worked their way to the Super Bowl with him and then decided he's not the guy anymore and they moved on quickly. Quickly. Yeah. Whereas that's just – because that is a tremendous risk. And that's – yeah, the Cowboys would would never do that. Had they decided to do that, they might have Lamar Jackson today. Correct. Because Lamar fell. Yeah. And Dak, you weren't sure about him at the time. And you could have let him walk. They would have (laughs) – 
there's no way they would ever do that. Man. But to, but to, to shift that question from a business standpoint to a fan standpoint, is it more entertaining for the Cowboys to be the Cowboys, one of the better teams in the league, and not have any playoff success, or be like the Rangers, where you're not a factor nine out of ten years, but that you have your year? Is the that classic one year Marlins debate? <laughs> the Marlins Braves. Marlins debate? Braves of the old days. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the NFL is a little bit different, but because I, there is a lot of juice going into every year, where there's so much optimism, and it's like you got to watch every game. Dude, you know there is something to that. I think uh, our buddy Tim on Twitter pointed this out the other day. I'm pretty sure they got KB and Greg Olson every game they were on Fox. Like Fox is basically like we were. We were. They've deba- never had the B team this like year. We were discussing why are they doing Commanders Cowboys at noon, and I think he looked it up. Like went back and you know went through it and was like, Fox has just decided just put the Cowboys on. It doesn't matter who they're playing. It doesn't matter when they're playing. It doesn't matter what's at stake or not at stake. Just put the Cowboys on. And that works very well for the family. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect way to end. (laughs) All right. That's a good ender. Here's Jake with the Well, um, unfortunately, my news is Cowboy-related because I always love this. Um, Fights in the crowd? No, I didn't. Did you see any? No. no. I didn't see any. Um, However, I did see this clip on Dallas, Texas TV and then went and uh, pulled the uh, longer version of it. And it's the the fun bit where where the, the news reporter has to go out to a game and interview fans. Always a classic. Okay. So we got Rebecca Lopez out here uh, post-game last night, um, and there's some gold in here. Cowboy fans left here in the cold after the team was iced out of the playoffs by the Packers, and this... Get it? Yes, they were iced out, yeah. Cowboy fans left here in the cold after the team was iced out of the playoffs by the Packers, and this was a team that many thought would actually make it to a Super Bowl, but they didn't even show up to play, so many fans say they're disgusted and want change. Disgusted. I am upset. You feel me? I am from Virginia. I flew all the way in today to watch this. I'm sad. Frustrated. We got another Romo on our hands. Choke like a. Disappointed. <laughs> they, they cut it off right before yeah. she said motherfucker. Another Romo on our hands. Choke like a. Disappointed. We need another quarterback, another coach, everything. It don't matter to me. It don't matter. That's how Cowboys fans felt after watching the team implode once again in the playoffs. We need help. We need Jesus. Many (laughs) blame. Jesus. Jesus. Many blaming the coaches. Mike McCarthy losing at home against the Packers. Says a lot. I think legacy gone, man. Like, you won a Super Bowl with the Packers, and then you go take over a new team, and you lose at home against that team. Without Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) (laughs) Drunk wife. (laughs) (laughs) Without Aaron Rodgers. You know, It's embarrassing. Others, the quarterback. No more Dak Prescott. ASAP, new quarterback. Dak, get him out of here. Trey Lance, the next stud. Let's go. Oh, (laughs) all right. We're going for Trey Lance now. (laughs) 
The next stud. Let's go. Let's go, Rangers. And many. <laughs> Let's go, Rangers. All right. Okay. Yeah. Go, Rangers. And many fans demanding change. Total five. Total five. Total five. Who cares when we lose like this to the freaking Packers, who shouldn't even be here? It's disgusting. Let's get a real head coach, and if he can't do it for us, let's get a new quarterback. I'm tired. Fans came from all <laughs> I'm over tired. and dealt with the. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it sounds every single time I yell at my family. I just say everything I have to say, and then I'm just like, I'm tired. Let's yeah. get a real head coach, and if he can't do it for us, let's get a new quarterback. I'm tired. Fans came from all over <laughs> and dealt with the cold weather just to watch this mess. We drove far for no reason. Fans say they were fed up and freezing. We're from Florida. We're freezing our ass off. I stayed here since 10, just to freeze to lose. Not working. There was enough blame to go around as the Cowboys suffered one of the most embarrassing losses in the team's playoff history. And now fans are left disappointed once again. At AT&T Stadium, I'm Rebecca Lopez. Back to you. Fans are not holding back, and I don't blame them. Still ahead tonight, firefighters braving the cold to battle a fire on water. <laughs> <laughs> Fans are not holding yeah, back. They, they're <laughs> deservedly so. Give Jerry oh, a piece of your mind. Funny. I'm surprised I never ended up on one of those. One time, uh, man, this is so bad. The first football game I think I ever went to with my wife. We might have been to a college game before, but the first Cowboy game I ever met, uh, went to, it was Cowboys-Giants. And this was during the Victor Cruz era. What do you remember about Victor Cruz and his celebrations, Blake? Salsa dancing. Yeah. So the Cowboys won, and it was a—I think it was a good—it was a good Giants team. And I honestly should have been murdered because this is like in my real party days, <laughs> and like I was salsaing in front of every Giants fan on the way out. <laughs> I was like salsa, salsa, just rubbing it in. Yeah, you're not a good winner, as you're saying. I'm not a good winner or a good loser. No, but yeah, I was like. So you're looking to get in a fight? I was just looking to, you know, stir it up. That's right, stir it up, Blake. Urcot, speaking of Blake, is asking us to conserve energy tomorrow morning. So now is fine? Fat chance. Yeah. The call in particular is for uh, to curb your, your usage from 6 to 9. Nice. Tomorrow morning. Okay. Interesting pinpointing that time frame. Is that when everybody's getting ready for work or something? That's what I would assume. Getting ready to go to school? Your blow dryers. You know, women. <laughs> yeah. Hair curlers. Do women still use curlers? I don't think so. Do you remember that? Like when you were a kid, like your mom having the, the full thing and you would accidentally oh, yeah. touch it and it would just like scald you. Yeah. For months. Curlers in the hair and the, in the, on the car ride over. Oh yeah. Yeah. They must still use them. I mean, I know like the curling iron. Yeah. Is still popular, but curlers themselves. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, walking around. Grandma used to have those. I just don't see those anymore. I mean, I guess I'm typically only around one, one woman. woman. Yeah, and if she doesn't use them. 
Do you guys have stuff like that 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 recalls uh, like memories instantly, like smells, like the smell of the curler to me, and the hair, like I, it just puts me like I, right back in a very specific place. Yeah, I think certain things. Certainly, uh, to me, certain music does. The like wall. No, well, no. There's some like '70s song that actually puts me like into the back seat of a car. Yeah. Like I remember hearing. I must have remembered hearing this when I was a little kid or something. Yeah, I got a couple of those, which is really weird. Yeah, smell wise for me. Um, hey, mom, I know you're listening to this. Can you tell my mom to stop listening? <laughs> yeah, quit listening. Uh, well, why would she listen? Hairspray. This makes, is not for uh, for ladies. Hairspray makes me think of church. Okay. Like my wife doesn't really use hairspray all that often. In fact, I feel like hairspray's kind of had a down couple decades. It seemed like it used to be a lot more popular. Blake, what do you think? Yeah, hey. that puts me back at home. Like, does um, your wife use hairspray? Again, no, but I don't know if that's just her or not. Yeah. But like but, the occasional times where I smell hairspray, I'm like, ugh, youth group. <laughs> yeah, there's some of that stuff that puts me right back in the 90s shows and music. And I don't know. For me, I guess it's more like smell, like food smells. Yeah. You know, something that my That's only my extended family would cook or something. Yeah, I remember. I know uh, sometimes when I go to. I do think of one college girlfriend when I when I walk through the Papado's kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you in the kitchen? <laughs> I like to inspect <laughs> the food prep sometimes. When they're gut, you gutting the fish. Thought maybe you should give her a call. Yeah, then I think of her. Fire up Facebook. Damn. Pull, yeah, pull up her Facebook picture. <laughs> Why is been. this customer in the <laughs> What could have been? Yeah, I got my laptop in there with me. Huh. I'm holding it. What's your uh, Wi-Fi password? Oh, my God. That is really weird. Really weird, dude. But, yes, we have actually had uh, a couple of deaths and three injuries uh, on Dallas County highways within just the last 24 hours. I suck at driving in this stuff, man. Me too. Like, I, I texted you guys this morning. Oh, you grew up in uh, Ohio. You should be great at it. I was about to say that, so. Yeah. You would think. You would think. I'm not. Terrible at it. I know. You got to know your strength. You know, you, you don't just try and steal every base. You kind of got to judge your own speed. Sure. So, well, yeah. You're, you're more of a, yeah, you're more of a finesse driver. You're really good at I was just born, weaving in and out, going 100. I, right. I was born to live in Texas. Because if you go up there, too, uh, my daughter was talking about this. When you drive in New York or something. Slow. Just the state of New York, even. Not just New York City when there's big traffic. The state of New York, it's, yeah, slow. It's, well, she's like, if it says 55, people are driving 55. Maybe 60. Suckers. Right. They don't understand that we don't listen to big government here. That's right. Yeah, both these, uh, or all three of these deaths occurred overnight, and 
you know, for me, Ooh, I post cowboy. Yeah, it doesn't say drinking. anything. There's nothing mentioned about like alcohol or anything in here, but certainly it could have been um, cowboy related. But yeah, like for me, it's the you're at a light, you hit the accelerator, and you just fishtail. Mm-hmm. That happened to me this morning, and I'm like, okay, does this ha- am I just bad at this? Do I just hit it too hard? Am I mean, I, you just shouldn't, really shouldn't be out in it. There's no, probably no, not. Probably not. No real reason to, unless you have a podcast. You have a podcast, and you have two kids at home, and you need to get away from them. <laughs> yeah, on a holiday, a snow day holiday. Either way, I wonder if uh, schools will be in session tomorrow. So my wife works for. Least, we've at least already been advised of a late start. My wife works for a school system, and this morning the alarm goes off like it usually does for her at 6.30. Grinder. And then it went off again because of the snooze. And then it went off again. And I'm noting it as I'm lying there. Now I'm stirred, so I'm doing some words or something. And, yeah, it was 7.35 and she's still in bed. And I said, hey, what's... What's the deal? She goes, I forgot it's MLK Day. Turn your alarm off. She just forgot. Like the night before, she's prepping for it. And I guess she got up and at 6.30, she texted a friend of hers who works for the school. Or whenever, one of those alarms, she texted Taylor her friend. Didn't let the freezing temperature. Oh. We got more audio for the news? Uh, anyway. She woke somebody up. That she works with to find out if school was closed. Because she thought. Bad coworker. She thought the weather mm-hmm. might be. Uh, Sorry. Bad coworker. Yeah. No, right now on NBCDFW's website, they have their trending thing up there at the top, a little uh, trending bar. We've got the Good News newsletter. We've got Arctic Blast latest. That's what we're in now? Yeah. Arctic Blast. You're in the middle of a blast. Did you not feel it? No. We've got Navy SEALs missing. Oh, no. And Sitting by Taylor. Apparently What's that mean? Simply caught up with someone who sat near Taylor Swift at a football game. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like the Taylor Swift memes. Oh Her gosh. looking through the... The glass. Yeah, the, the foggy window. <laughs> That All was right, my second news. second favorite meme to the Jake. There were a lot of football memes. Of Jake football memes. Yeah. You like and subscribe. I gave you my own. No, you did. You brought it. We can end with this. The Dumb Zone presents Today in History. So if you're listening to this not on, you know, Monday the 15th, Maybe you just don't even want to listen to this part and you just can bail out. Do whatever you want. That's right. You're the boss of you. By the way, the Seahawks have put in a request to interview Dan Quinn. Take him. (laughs) Take him? Okay. We're just done with Dan Quinn now. After leading the league in turnovers over a three-year period and pressure rate, we're just done with Dan Quinn now. Did you hear Micah last week said something about DQ's my guy? Who knows? Maybe he'll take me with him. 
that's not exactly what he said, but it was something jocular. He said it in a comedic vein. <laughs> so it's Monday, January 15th. Um, it is Martin Luther King Jr., the King Day. Mm-hmm. On this day in 1892, the original rules of basketball were published for the first time in Springfield, Mass. This game devised by Dr. James Naismith. The first ever rules today. Take Number count. one, white guys only. <laughs> <laughs> On this day in 1978, it was the first ever Super Bowl indoors. What if we had to explain to Mr. Naismith that there's going to be this guy, James Harden, he's going to do this like rip-through move, and KD's going to take it on. You're going to have to make a rule for that. It feels like cheating, I know, but they found yeah. a little loophole. And then people are going to start hacking this guy named Shaq, and it's just going to make a mockery of the game. Could you go back and teach someone of that era, of his era, the Euro step? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think that you could. Where was it? Atlanta? New Orleans. New Orleans. Atlanta? How would the first ever Super Bowl be in Atlanta? Did they have a dome back in the 70s? I thought they did. Did they not? Where, where do they used to play? I feel like Jake just had a really bad point. but I, I, I immediately followed it up with New Orleans. I'm, I'm also afraid to really go at you hard because I don't know. Why was that so bad? I just feel like Atlanta, I, I mean, growing up I heard of the Astrodome. Then the I Georgia heard of, Dome? Okay, was that there in the 70s? I don't know. I just thought we there was like the two 70s. domes. I thought there was one dome, the Astrodome, and then New Orleans got one. Yeah, no, you're right, 92. I just remember when I was growing up, I remember thinking the Falcons are a dome team. Sue me. Please don't. Is that the house that Dion built? <laughs> yeah, probably so, Dan. Uh, Roger Staubach. What do you want? Was Next the quarterback Dion <laughs> against former Cowboy backup Greg uh, Craig Morton? So those two used to actually. I think there was even one game or one stretch where Tom Landry would send in the play with the quarterback. Absolutely. So Craig Morton would run in, do a play. Roger Staubach runs out. He gets the next play. Like definitely. Can you imagine if that would have actually worked and that was a thing now? Uh, no. Oh. I can't, but... I want you to. I know Steve Spurrier did it with uh, Florida. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And for those of us who grew up playing youth football, very common. Like, I did that. Really? Yeah. Because I know, uh, I believe Paul Brown would have a nope. an offensive lineman do it. Yeah, the most common thing is to have a receiver do it, which I also did. That makes sense. Which was really the only thing I did. I was basically a pigeon. Did you ever change the play to one that you got the ball? No. Ooh. Of course not. So you're smart, but not that smart. I'm a team player. No. <laughs> team, team player. You know Jair Alexander. That's right. <laughs> On this day in the year 2000, the Jags... Yeah. Defeat the Dolphins sixty-two to seven. Jimmy, Jimmy's last coaching appearance. The second largest margin in playoff history. I don't know the first. 
So if you guys want to search that, that'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, Bills so wait. 51-3 over the Raiders in 1991 in an AFC championship game. Wow. 51-3. So this one got the Jags to the AFC the championship. must have been really good that year. Maybe they'll win the Super Bowl. Nope. First of many losses. Blake. So the Jags have been to the AFC Championship more recently than the Cowboys. <sighs> yeah, they were in it in 2017. Blake Bortles. <laughs> so they've been there twice yeah. since the Cowboys <laughs> have been there. Yes. <laughs> and oh, on this day in 2009, U.S. Airways captain Chelsea Sullenberger put his Airbus 320 down in the Hudson River after a flock of birds disabled both engines. All 155 people aboard survived. Sully. So you landed a plane because a bird flew into it. And you're a hero now? And from what I understand from speaking to other pilots, we live in a pilot-laden area. We do. That's why we have so many 9-11 memorials. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, I got another one. I'll show you tomorrow. Yeah. Um... There's only about 80,000 other pilots that could have pulled that off. Thank you. He wasn't being attacked by a missile. Like every pilot that flies for American that I've ever met have said, yes, I would... Just land the... I would have (laughs) also not killed anyone. Yeah, pretty simple. There's a huge body body of water here. Oh, we hit a bird? Yeah, I'll just land it. It's not a big deal. You can still get drink service while I'm doing it. And this day in 2020, Chinese officials said they couldn't rule out the possibility that a new coronavirus in central China could spread between humans, but they said the risk of transmission appeared to be low. Well, good. (laughs) Good. They don't lie. They couldn't rule it out, but they're not, like, confirming it. Today's birthdays, we have... Uh, I didn't really roll through email, so I might have gotten some emailed birthdays. Oh, no. We'll have to get those tomorrow. I'm sorry. Pretty busy with football this morning. Because we don't watch a lot of the broadcast, you know. Kind of got to go back. I kind of went back and... Anyway. Did it get better the second time? (laughs) Well, I knew exactly what happened. Yeah. Former Cowboy Randy White, 71. Has oddly taken on a Texan accent. He's been here a long time, though. Yeah, but I mean, so have you. Yeah, he's the manster. <laughs> he could do whatever he wants. He's. Could he beat you up? He's 71. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, probably so. Former Ranger, Mitch Garver, 33. <laughs> Male prostitute. Former Ranger, Armando Galarraga is 42. Wow. Do you know the... Moment in history he's famous for? I guess not. Blake? Baseball no. guy? He had a perfect game with two outs in the ninth inning. He was pitching for the Tigers and uh, got a ground ball that pulled Miggy off the bag, throws oh. to Galarraga covering, out, called safe before yeah, replay. Toys. 
Oh, this is the Jim Joyce, right? Okay. Yeah, that's what he said. I, sh- I struggle remembering that guy's name. Okay. okay. Very blatantly safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like Once Blake said Jim Joyce. I by know. a step safe. Not like bang, bang. Yeah. It was not, not even close at all. Yeah. And, yeah, I watched it again this morning. Just to... <laughs> Uh, unbelievable. That was like the only good thing that guy did in his career. Like, he's yeah. not a good pitcher. No, he's terrible. Former Ranger manager Jeff Bannister is 60. Jake. Future father-in-law. <laughs> Debo Samuel, 28. Stud. Drew Brees, 45. Has to throw left-handed now. Golfer Gary Nicholas is 45. <laughs> He actually won one uh, tournament on tour. Actor Andrea Martin is 77. She is the mom in Life Goes On. Never seen it. Actor Chad Lowe, 56. He was Jesse in Life Goes On. The the kid who dated Becca, but he had AIDS. (laughs) What? What? It was in the era, the 90s. Yeah, so divorced parents. Was the era when uh, you had to tell everybody that AIDS is cool. It's okay. You can... You could date someone that has AIDS. You could hang out with someone that has AIDS. You could even use the same toilet. Right. Just don't let him put it in your butt. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Musician Adam Jones is 59. Pac-Man. He's from Tool. Ugh. And you know Bush would open for Tool on their tour. Not a fan. Their music always sounds like a math problem to me. Hole opens for corn. Okay, sorry. And Pitbull is 43. Mr. Worldwide. I think he's, like, obscenely wealthy. You think? Isn't that the dumbest thing you've ever said? Of course he is. Well, no, I mean, like, I think he's... I bet Dak's girlfriend is hot. No, 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 no. I don't mean, like, he's rich. I'm just saying, like, (laughs) I thought he was one of these guys, like... Have you ever looked up, like, 50 cents net worth? No. Like, he got into, like, vitamin water or something? So it's like a billion? It's something way more than you would expect. Yeah. How do we get into something like that? Pitbull's only $100 million. I would have expected more. Uh, born, now dead, uh, Martin Luther King. This is his birthday. And Ray Chapman. Ray Chapman is the only Major League Baseball fatality. Ooh. He was a Cleveland Indian and was killed on the field of play. Died on this day. What happened? Heart attack? Uh, no, bean. In the head. Bean ball. Oh, geez. He was he was at bat? Yeah, I believe so. How else would he have been hit by a bean ball? Oh, I guess I didn't process that part. I didn't know if he was like pitching and got a comebacker off the head or something. I think he was at bat. Yeah, it looks okay. like it. Yeah. Dang. So that happened in 1920. Dude, listen to this. So it was a pitch thrown by Carl Mays. The sound of the ball striking Chapman's skull was so loud that Mays thought it had hit the end of Chapman's bat. He fielded the ball and threw it to first base. Wow. Certainly weren't wearing helmets back then. <laughs> no. <clears throat> That's Warner, insane. This helped cause it's like them the home start helmet. Wearing helmets. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a really high helmet. It's because of his hair. Is that why? I think so. 
That doesn't make any sense. Well, it just like sits a little bit higher. Hmm. Why would that not make any sense? Why are like you they... so combative today? Me? I, th- I feel like both of you are just short of patience today. No, I'm... You're just ready to snap at each other. No, no, no. This no. happens every MLK day. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jake's like, I don't know why. It's got to be a federal holiday, man. I mean, jeez. I'll work. <laughs> I'm like, he did a lot. He's important. Like, yeah, what about all that sleeping around? <laughs> uh, so Ray Chapman, the only Major League Baseball fatality. On this day in 1968, Bill Masterson died. The only NHL fatality. He died wow. during a game. What a note. I guess probably with a puck, Blake. I don't know. Well, I mean, with hockey, you're opening yourself up to a couple of other opportunities. Could have been a skate to the neck, but yeah. I, th- I yeah. think... Uh, look him up real quick. I think I think it was... I think he did not have puck luck. <laughs> His PDO. But I, I'm, I don't know how Bill Masterson died. Was he a Dallas Star? No. Died in 1968? Well, he was a North Star. Was he oh. a North Star? Okay. Does, okay. I thought they might have had his number retired. Okay. Because that's one sure way to get your number retired. I think he just got checked and landed on his head. <clears throat> I retire the numbers of guys who stay alive. Who don't get captured. Yeah. After they get hit. Yeah, his head hit the ice. Oh. Oh. And his teammates said it sounded like a baseball bat hitting a ball. <laughs> teammates said it sounded like Carl Mays pitching to Ray Chapman. Yeah. And died on this day in 2016, Dan Haggerty. Do you know why he's famous, Blake? Or Jake, I should ask. I know the name. So have you ever heard of a show called Grizzly Adams? Yeah, okay. I'm not that familiar. I'm just familiar that it exists. Didn't he, like, marry Ty Walker or something? He performed the uh, wedding ceremony of Richard Hunter. <laughs> and Ty Walker was there. In attendance, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was Today in History. Well, thanks, guys. Tomorrow, keep uh, just don't run your hair dryer in the morning. That's right. All right. Adios, mofo. I hurt myself today. To see if I still feel I focus on the pain The only thing that's real The needle tears a hole The old familiar sting Try to kill it all away But I remember everything What have I become My sweetest friend Everyone I know 
goes away in the air And you could have it all Yeah. 